Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Make Over Your Mom Life podcast. My name is Rachel Jenks, and I am a marriage coach, and I also help moms with all of the life stuff that comes up when they're in a marriage. And today I want to talk about how to stop chasing your husband. And it has come to my attention as I am discussing all of the different marital issues I talk about on TikTok. That is where you can find me most often. I'm also on Instagram as well. But TikTok is my primary go-to because I love making short videos with tips on how to fix your marriage. And I find that the episodes where I talk about chasing your spouse and how to stop doing it and why you're doing it and all the things are the most popular. And I think it's because we all chase, right? We chase after our husbands for a million different reasons. I'm going to throw out some of those right now. I think the biggest one is that we want to end a fight. That when we're in the middle of a fight, um, maybe they like to resort to some silent treatment or some passive aggressiveness, or maybe they like to throw out threats of divorce or leaving you, and you just want to end it. So you chase. And chasing after the husband ends up in the fight being over with in that case. And we're going to talk about some of the negative side effects of that as well. Um, But also another reason that we chase is because we want them to believe or think or follow, or basically we want them to give in and choose our side, or we want them to change. So for example, um, I know my husband and I would have disagreements over certain things, and I really wanted him to see things my way, and I would chase and beg and plead and all the things, and finally he would give in and give me what I wanted and agree with me, but then I wasn't really happy in that situation either because I knew he wasn't giving in for the right reason. I knew he was giving in because I just worn him down, right? So those examples are both situations where one or both of us are just giving in. And when you continue to give in in a relationship, you end up in a relationship where two people are basically doing things that they don't want to be doing. And they are not feeling like they are able to be themselves. And that results in a lot of um, really negative patterns that we engage in in a relationship. So what does chasing look like? Chasing is when one person is constantly emailing, calling, texting, begging, pleading the other party to do something, whether it's, you know, listen to their side or agree with them or not file the divorce papers. And when I talk with a lot of the couples that I work with, I work with people both um, one-on-one and then I also work with the couples together, that one of the main things that seems to come up is one party typically is the chaser. It's typically the way that it works. And it's because of the dynamic that you have created in the marriage. And it may not have always been that way, but maybe you guys had a fight at one point and there was some silence for a day or two and it got over with, right? It was just done and over with. Well, then the next fight comes along and the silence lasts a little longer. And one person in our marriage, it was me, couldn't handle it. I could not tolerate this silence. And so I would do the begging and pleading, you know, please talk to me the constant calling, the constant texting, um, threatening, you know, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to file papers or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that in an effort to get them to respond. And all of that chasing is done in an effort to get the other person to react. And ultimately when they react, they're not doing it from a place of wanting to react. They're doing it from a place of feeling like they have to, because they just want you to stop nagging and begging them. Right. And eventually what I find is these couples end up in a marriage that they're both in and they're both miserable and they're neither one of them are getting what they want. Neither one of them 
are feeling heard or supported because of this chase given, chase given sort of thing that's happening. And when I finally decided one day that I was done with the chase, there was a lot of different things that started to happen. Um, I started doing my own self-development work and my own coaching. And I had a coach that was helping me work through some of these things. But one of the biggest things I realized I needed to do was I needed to stop chasing. I said to stop. It's really, really hard because that was how we knew that we interacted with each other. That's what we did. That's how fights got over with for good or bad. Like that's how we ended a fight. But every time I would chase and he would give in, I always felt empty. I always felt like, well, gosh, I, you know, didn't even really feel like I got heard. And yeah, he gave in, but I also gave in. And I felt like I always had to be the one chasing him down. I thought, well, if he loved me, he would chase me. And I had all these thoughts and feelings about it. And it never really felt very good. And the moment when I was doing the chasing to get the fight over with, it felt great. And it was like, okay, good. I'm doing this. I'm making progress. He's listening to me. But then afterwards, I started to feel really resentful and bitter about it. And so I finally decided I had to stop this. And it was really, it was a difficult thing to, to do. So one of the, then I'm going to talk a little bit about the um, steps that I took in order to get there. But the very first thing I had to do was just decide. I had to decide that I was done. I was done chasing. And that was a very difficult decision, but I had to be committed to that decision because I wanted to change the way we did things. The whole point of all of this and the coaching I do with couples is to change the way that you interact. You've got to change that cycle and you can't change the cycle without making a decision and being committed to changing it no matter what happens. And I, I made this commitment. So once I made the commitment, the next step was I had to not do it, right? And I had tried not doing it before, but inevitably what happened was, is my feelings would get the best of me. That feeling that I experienced was anxiety. Um, and you may have a different feeling. You may, you know, have some type of anxiety, like worry. Um, maybe you feel depressed, uh, all the different feelings that come up and you'll have to determine what that feeling is for you. But for me, it was just like this anxiety because as long as I wasn't chasing and he wasn't responding, I was anxious about what was going to happen next. How long would it go on? Would I be cut off financially? Would we have to go into Christmas in a fight? Like I had this anxiety about it not being over with. I just wanted the fight over with. And at the moment, it seemed like whatever the consequences, however it was over, it didn't matter. I just wanted it over with. So once I realized that this feeling was a lot of anxiety that I was feeling, what I had to do is I had to sit with it. And guys, if you've ever tried to sit in anxiety, you know that it is miserable. It is hard. And your brain wants out of it as fast as you can get out of it. And there's a lot of different ways that we deal with anxiety. Um, many of us turn to food. So when we feel anxious, we go to the, the cupboard and eat. For me, I like to eat ice cream. So I'd feel anxious. I'd want to eat ice cream. Or maybe you shop. Or maybe you watch a lot of TV and just tune out from the world and try to get away from the anxiety. Or you chase. You send out that email because you're so anxious about not knowing what's going to happen next that you send out the email because at least you're doing something to try to figure out what's going to happen next. And all those behaviors I mentioned, the eating, um, TV, the um, over shopping, over drinking, over, over exercising, anything that you're doing to try to like push away a feeling, we call that buffering in my space. So it's buffering. And so this chasing was just another form of buffering. So the idea is to sit in that anxiety long enough to realize what it is that you're missing out on. Why are you feeling the anxiety? And I know some of my clients at first are like, well, because I just want to know what's going to happen next. 
but I invite them to dig deeper and we do a lot of work on digging deeper about like, what is it? What do you really, what is the anxiety really about? You've got to figure out what that anxiety is about, is about because the more you just resort to chasing or eating the food or whatever it is you're buffering with, you never figure out what the situation is really calling for, what the solution really is because you chase, you feel anxiety, you chase, and you never get past that because when you chase, you know what that looks like. So it's really hard to sit in anxiety with having a different consequence that's going to result because you're just going to sit in the anxiety. You're not going to get out of it. And the longer you can sit in that anxiety, the longer you can realize and figure out what it is that you really need or what's really going on in, in, in the relationship, right? So when you're sitting in the anxiety, and sometimes it's a really conscious thing where you have to be like, okay, I really want to do the chase but I'm going to sit. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to feel anxious. And I work with my clients on a lot of different strategies and things because sitting in anxiety is very difficult. It's not a comfortable feeling. But in order to get through this hard part, you've got to feel uncomfortable. You've got to be okay with those uncomfortable feelings. So we work on different breathing techniques or EFT or different NLP techniques to help you sit in that anxiety. And the longer you can sit into it, you'll realize that it goes away on its own, that you don't need to chase, eat food, watch TV, drink tequila, that anxiety will go away on its own. And the crazy thing is, is if you look this up on the internet, I haven't looked it up recently. I want it. My memory tells me that a feeling really only lasts for about uh, 90 seconds, 90 seconds. So at first, when you try to sit in the anxiety, 90 seconds feels like forever. And you may not be able to do it. You may only sit in it for 10 seconds and then you've got to send the chasing email. But then the next time you can sit in it for 20 seconds, and then 30, and then 40. And pretty soon, you're going to be able to ride that wave of anxiety and not send that email or that text or make that phone call. But it's a process and it takes time. And many of us want to give up because, well, we tried it and it didn't work the first time. But it's a process. And again, using some of those techniques I work on with my clients is what's going to help you not push away the anxiety, not get rid of it, but sit in it and feel it. And so the reason you continue to chase and why you can't stop doing it, even though you get done chasing and you feel awful about it and don't like the result is because you haven't sat with the anxiety. All you've done is push it away. So the example I like to give here is a beach ball. So you're in the lake with a beach ball and your anxiety is that beach ball and you're just pushing it down. And every time you chase, eat food, drink, whatever, you're just pushing that anxiety down. You're pushing that beach ball down further into the water. And what happens is, is the more you push, 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 push it down, eventually that beach ball can't stay down in the water anymore and it blows up in your face, in your hair, in your face, and everything of you gets wet. And I tell you, I hate water. I'm not, a, I don't love having water all over my head. So that is a miserable idea for me. And what happens is, is as you continue to chase or drink tequila or watch TV or whatever you buffer with, you can only maintain that for so long until you just explode. And then bad things happen, right? So you might chase and chase and chase and chase. And because you're not dealing with those underlying feelings, eventually you can't take the chase anymore and you exhibit other behaviors. Maybe you cheat. Maybe you start threatening divorce. You start doing other things because you realize that chasing is not getting you where you want to go. And you've just been resisting that feeling of anxiety for so long. So you've got to sit with that feeling of anxiety and figure out where the anxiety is coming from because that is how you are going to truly get to the bottom of the chasing um, cycle that you have with your husband. All right. So the first step here is committing, being committed, and that no matter what, you are committed to stopping the chase. And then your second step is going to be 
figure out what that feeling is. What is it that you're feeling when you really want to chase, right? So what you can do right now is you can sit there and be like, all right, so the action is chasing. What am I feeling when I want to chase? And then the third step is sit with that feeling longer and longer and longer until you can sit all the way through it and eventually it goes away and you're like, oh my gosh, I just felt the anxiety and I didn't want to chase and it's gone. That's how you're going to be able to stop the chasing. That's also how you're going to realize like what all those underlying issues are that you guys are dealing with so that you can start tackling them. But notice the big element here is you. It's not changing what he does or what he thinks or how he feels. The element is you. Sitting with your anxiety is a way that you can be a pattern interrupt and interrupt that cycle and stop the cycle. And as you start to do this work, you can start moving even more into other areas of your relationship and stop those toxic patterns as well. So that's all I've got for you. If you want help with this, you know that I am here for you. Um, You can head on over to the show notes or go to racheljanks.com forward slash podcast and grab a free consultation call. And we will talk about what's going on with you in your marriage as well as coaching. And if it's a good fit for you, because my goal is to help couples fix their marriages and avoid, avoid divorce. And I know that I can help you too. So thank you so much for listening in and we will be together again next week. Bye-bye.